Hey, redheads and everyone else listening, I'm Stephanie. I'm Adrienne, and today we are talking to a beauty journalist, a beauty expert. Her name is Shannon Bauer, and she is, of course, a natural redhead and a certified professional makeup artist. So we are here to talk to her about all of her favorite beauty products and yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really, really fun. Mm-hmm. This is like something that Stephanie and I, we love to talk to people like this because we, especially when they're a natural redhead, we're like, oh my God, let's talk about all the good stuff. So yeah, she's been reporting on beauty trends and formulations, plus trying out the latest products for over eight years professionally. When not on the hunt for the best mascara, you can find her running in Brooklyn, reading a book or trying out a new restaurant. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun. I think it's going to be one of those episodes where you're going to have to head to the podcast notes to see everything yes. that she recommends because with the products. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cuz beauty beauty professionals like her, they're going to whip out names and brands and things that they love and don't worry, we're going to put everything in the notes for you, but We've been wanting to have her on for a while now because we follow her on Instagram. And yeah, we're going to ask her like some really, really fun questions about all different topics, hair, skin, makeup, it all. And I think that you're going to love her advice. Yeah, I think it's really fun too to have someone like her on who is up on all of the trends and the beauty formulations and what you know, this brand's new product line is coming out because there's so much out there. And if you're listening and you maybe are very overwhelmed, if you go into your local beauty, uh, beauty store or something, and it is a lot. So I think it's really awesome to have someone like her on who is an expert, who is trying the latest and greatest and what out, what's out there on the market while also being a natural redhead. So yeah, we've been in touch with her for a while now, wanting her on our podcast just because her knowledge in... um on her Instagram is like, I love some of her videos. And like, even this is so random. I was looking at a video that she did once and it was how she applied her hyaluronic acid versus and then applied her serum after I think it was vitamin serum on top of the hyaluronic acid. And the way she applied it was different. Like she what did she do? Well, she applied, you know, your face has to be a little damp when you apply hyaluronic acid. Right. So she just put that in normal, like, you know, normal, normal, I mean, she used like circular motions. And then she went on top with a vitamin C serum, not sure of the products, but she dabbed it. She dabs this vitamin C serum? Yeah. She doesn't rub it in. Oh, okay. I like that. I know. So I I saw that. I love a vitamin C. I love, Me too. love a vitamin. I see such a difference when I run out of vitamin C and then I don't have it in my routine. I notice, I notice how good my skin looks when I have a vitamin C serum on my skin. Same, same. I need a vitamin. I'm actually out of my favorite one and I have it in my, have it in my Amazon cart to buy because yeah. I really need, I really need it. I sound like my, my son, but he's like, I need it. I'm like, do you need it or do you want it? Not that he knows the difference, but yes, I need vitamin C serum in my, in my skincare routine. So yes. So we're really excited to have Shannon on and then just get ready. If you need, if you're listening and you're not driving like a vehicle, you take out a paper and pen, or you can just look at our podcast notes after with everything because this is going to be a really fun episode. So let's call her up. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. Hi, Shannon. It's Stephanie and Adrian from How to Be a Redhead. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to talk with you all about beauty. And first question we have to ask all of our guests if they have red hair, which you do, was is what was it like for you growing up as a redhead? Yeah, I think similar to a lot of redheads, you always had adults telling you how beautiful your hair was and you should never ever dye it and keep it forever. But then when you go to school, 
not everyone loved it. Um, mm-hmm. And also in the media, you didn't see a lot of positive red hair representation. Like there's a lot of so many redhead jokes. I think I could be a redhead comedian <laughs> just making jokes about myself. Um, <laughs> but it took me until probably early adulthood to really decide to embrace it and love it and be excited about having red hair and that it made me different. But I think growing up when you're a kid, having something that makes you different is not always a positive mm-hmm. and happy experience. Of course. Yeah. Adrian and I talk about mm-hmm. our redhead journey all the time. And I dyed my hair blonde for eight plus years of my life, maybe even more. I don't know the exact years, a year amount. And then Adrian's always embraced her red hair. So I think, you know, we talk about it, how it's very interesting. And we hear from so many of our followers, all their different journeys. And more often than not, we hear about, you know, that they've struggled with embracing it. And then later in life, they've learned to accept their uniqueness. Because I think, you know, growing up, you don't really want to stand out. And then when you get older, it's all you want to do is, is stand out for most people. But for redheads, we hear that and it's something really special. So, so yeah, I think that your journey is very similar to someone like me. Um, And yeah, and I think that it's, it's a growing experience. Yeah, it absolutely is. And being unique, as a kid is so hard. You want to mm-hmm. look like everyone else. You want to be like everyone else. And then like you said, when you're an adult, you're like, wait, I kind of love that Yeah, my hair is what gets complimented. And you can never go to a hairstylist without them kind of losing their mind over how nice mm-hmm. your hair true. is. Like, that's, that's a confidence boost. Who doesn't love that? Um, right. It's so true. It's so true. And you post a lot of photos with curly hair, us with us talking about hair now. Um, is your hair naturally curly? What's your secret for beautiful curls. Yeah. So share with our audience. I have a natural wave to my hair. I have a little bit of texture. Mm. It's not nearly as curly as what I normally post on Instagram, but I love curly hair. I think it's so pretty. I think it really highlights all the different tones and dimensions that redheads often have. Like you, you can kind of see in the spiral that there's blonde or there, there might be a little brunette or other kinds of red. Um, So my favorite way to curl my hair is the T3 switch kit. You get a handle and then you can buy different connectors to add to it. So I like the tapered wand. That's how I usually get my curls. But you also can add like a chunky wand if you like a two inch barrel or you could add a curling iron like a typical clamp one. So that's my favorite. I can get them to last two or three days. Like they're a little looser as the week goes on. Uh, but I really love that product and I, I just love curly hair. And what is your natural yeah. texture of your hair? Yeah, so it's, it's wavy. It's definitely like a type two, a pretty loose wave. Okay. If I add some product and kind of let it air dry, I can get a little bit of texture, but it's pretty loose and not super defined. So I generally don't wear it um, natural as a style. I'll let it air dry and just let it go. But if I'm going to style my hair, I'm going to do something with heat generally. Yeah. And I know too, we, you know, we were just talking about hair and like, we're going to continue talking about hair and we love your journey about being a redhead. Um, but I'm always interested when I talk to someone in the beauty industry who is a redhead, cause I'm wondering, did having red hair and having that experience drive you to love beauty as much as you do? And like, it's really your world. So how did you get into it? Yeah. So I've loved beauty since I was a little kid. Like Mm -hmm. I was that kid who bought the blue eyeshadow and the mascara. Yeah, yeah, us too. And, you know, the the Maybelline um, product. So I don't think it was a huge surprise to anyone in my life that I went into beauty, but I've also always loved magazines. I spent the first half of my career in print, like creating print magazines. And I just loved beauty because it felt like it was for everyone. Like everyone's going to like different products and approach it from a different way. Obviously there's lots of different ways to be beautiful, but I just, even if it's like a trend, which is just something fun or it's taking care of your skin and really like the health of Mm -hmm. yourself and your routine or self care, like there's an element for everyone. And I just really related to that and really wanted to be a part of that for my career. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And do you do anything special to keep your red hair vibrant? It's one of the top questions actually that we get asked 
Um, I think on, honestly, on a daily basis, Adrian, on our our social, yeah. What glosses do you recommend? If you recommend any color depositing shampoos, this is what they ask us all the time. So do you do anything special? Are you experiencing fading red hair as you get older in life? Yeah. So I'm very lucky so far. My natural color has not faded. I don't have grays. I don't have whites. Um, Wow. Lucky. Awesome. I have dyed it before. It's always been red. I'll always be a redhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I have gotten highlights. I have dyed it other shades of red. And for that, I always go to a salon. Just my mm-hmm. personal preference. Uh, box dye really scares me. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to at home, I love at home glosses. Huge fan. I think it makes your hair so shiny and brings out all the natural like tones and dimensions. Or you can play up. You know, if you want to have slightly more blonde, you can find glosses that have that uh the Kristen s gloss signature yeah. gloss in copper penny or clear yeah. is my absolute favorite i love that you can get it from the drugstore it's like 14 dollars a box at mm-hmm. target so it's a fairly affordable um fix but i'll do that like every few months just to kind of give my hair that really high shine like glossy kind of fresh from the salon finish yeah, I yeah. I love that too because I feel like there's so many like I just feel like when we first started how to be a redhead which was like 12 years ago now. I remember people mostly writing us to say, "Oh wow, like I shouldn't dye my hair. I shouldn't put blonde highlights in it. Maybe I should embrace it." And now that time has progressed, I feel like now more people are writing us every day asking, "How can I make it more vibrant? How can I?" And I'm like, "Oh, I love how people in society have progressed to like not wanting to cover up their red hair." but they really want to make it shine. And I think it's part of maybe our environment now, like people are more like body positive and like love who you are. And I think for redheads, like it couldn't have come at a better time because, Mm -hmm. you know, like Stephanie, like she had such a hard time embracing her red hair and freckles. I had a hard time embracing my curly hair and my fair skin. So, and now I just feel like with society, we're like, oh, this is beautiful. It's awesome. And I feel more positive about myself than I ever have before. How about you? Yeah, I think red hair is fun. Like once you realize that people, when they talk about like, oh, don't dye it, they mean, you know, don't dye it brunette or don't dye it blonde because it's just hard to get it back and can be damaging for the hair. But I've gotten blonde highlights. I've gotten darker highlights. I've done like almost like a more burgundy-ish red. Like you can still dye it. You can still have fun with it and be a redhead. Like redhead is the whole spectrum of red and of colors so you can still have fun you can still be the person that tries a trend or tries a gloss or you know even a box dye um and still be a redhead yeah 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 of course and i think yeah as adrian said times are changing so it's really cool to hear your perspective on that because i we totally agree um now getting okay, so now getting into skin. Adrian and I love talking about skin. Of course, we love makeup and hair, but I think skin is one of our true passions um, in like the beauty category. And we see on Instagram that you get waxed. What kind of hair removal would you recommend for redheads with skin too sensitive for waxing? It's kind of another topic that is really hot on our website anytime we talk about waxing because a lot of redheads feel, oh my gosh, maybe I'm too sensitive to get a wax. So um, what kind of hair removal do you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I have really coarse hair. Um, and I don't know Same, if that's common. Of us. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is like, yeah. fairly common with red mm-hmm, hair to yeah. also have it really coarse. So I like waxing personally, because I think it's one of the, same for me, best methods to get rid of coarse hair, specifically brows. Um, but my like second favorite and I will do for the rest of my face is dermaplaning. And yes. so dermaplaning, if anyone doesn't know, it's like that little razor that you very mm-hmm. gently, like short little strokes glide across your face and it gets rid of dense skin cells. It'll get rid of any of the like vellus hair on your face. Mm-hmm. But it also could be used to like trim up brows or get rid of a mustache, like any sort of hair oh, you yeah. don't want. But it makes your skin so soft and glowy and smooth. Um, so my favorite dermaplating device is the Versed Instant Gratification Tool. Oh, I just find that. that it has like a sharp enough razor because you do want a sharp razor 
to yeah. get yeah. the evenness, but I've never nicked myself. Something about the handle and how it's positioned is very safe and sturdy. Oh, um, okay. So I love that one. The only thing I will say is don't use it over acne or active breakout. So yeah. if like, that's your concern, it might not be the mes- best method. And then I would say probably tweezing would be second best for me yeah. in terms of like a little more precision, but less likely to cause like ingrown hairs or sensitivity. Yeah. I'm looking up the verse right now um, because they say each blade lasts at least three to four uses. So do you tend to use it for that amount of time and then switch the blade? Yep. I usually use it um, a few times and then I'll switch the blade and it comes with, I think, two replacements the first time you buy the kit and then you can just buy blades. You don't have to buy the handle every time. Oh, okay. Um, Yep. And I'll do it like maybe once every two weeks. I don't do it super, super often, but it's nice to kind of touch up brows in between wax appointments or I really love, I love makeup. I wear a ton of makeup. So I love getting rid of like the vellus kind yeah. of baby hair on the face. Same. Same. It goes on so smooth after your foundation. So smooth. So You're smooth. also lucky that you don't have, I mean, I have to do mine. I have a very hairy face. and <laughs> I, I, say, I was just going to say that, but I didn't want to call you out. <laughs> I feel like I have to do it, I mean, once or twice a week, if that, but I think it's just something where, you know, you know your face and there's certain places on my like chin where it just grows. But yeah, I, we definitely get it on our mom's side, I think. Um, and our mom, I don't even think she knows it, but she's been dermaplaning at home for years now. I think Adrian, even before it was kind of nor or like trendy. So my memory, my memory of her is watching Oprah with the glass of Chardonnay while she was doing her face. Yeah, <laughs> that's, my, that's, that's my memory of her just always yeah. and I saw a meme the other day and it was like I don't know what level of adulthood I'm in but now I'm just she's in the mirror just like getting rid of the chin hairs in the car or like the car tweezers yeah like, yeah yeah but I feel like if you will spend our whole life like wanting more hair in some places like my lashes yeah, on the top of my same. head and then wanting get rid of it in all the other ones. So So true. (laughs) My gosh, that is so true. (laughs) And you shared a message on Instagram about the myth of opening closed pores. Would you like to educate our audience on what pores can and can't do? I feel like it's something where we don't really talk about, talk about Adrian. We maybe have talked, Mm. I don't know, on a episode way back with an esthetician or a dermatologist, but especially as we, you know, certain times of year with the spring and the summer months and the humidity, pores kind of can just come at, you know, just show up. So I, I have large pores. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely around my nose yeah. and a little bit around yeah. my cheeks. Yeah. Just say my nose. My Pores chin. are one of those topics yeah. that come up all the time. Like when you're talking about mm. skin, you're probably going to talk about pores. And it's one of those kind of pet peeves for me as a beauty journalist when people talk about them opening and closing. Like they're not <laughs> oh. a window. They're not a mouth. Um <laughs> So like (laughs) tiny bit of anatomy lesson, like pores sit on top of our glands that produce oil. So like underneath all of our pores that are at the surface is all of our oil glands. So pores can stretch. (laughs) They don't open, they can stretch (laughs) and then be clogged with oil or dead skin cells or dirt or product. And that can make them clogged. And then they appear bigger when they're clogged. And some people do have larger or smaller pores. Like some people have them more visible mm-hmm. or less visible. Mm-hmm. But what actually is happening in the pore is that they are stretching and potentially being clogged and more obvious. Or they're you know, contracted and they're smaller and they're less visible. So that the myth that hot water opens your pores and cold water closes your pores is Mm. definitely a myth. That's not what's happening. Um, You can clear your pores. You can make them less visible, but you cannot open and close them because that's not how they function. Oh, and what do you, do you have any products or anything that you recommend for maybe a listener who's like, oh my God, I actually have large pores. Yeah. yeah, Clogged pores. Yeah. Totally. So I love a good like AHA, which is a Mm -hmm. chemical exfoliator. Um, If you're more sensitive, I would go for lactic acid. It's a form of AHA. 
uh, a more like heavy duty, if you have less sensitive skin, would be a glycolic acid. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can find them in serums. I love those peel pads that you can just swipe over your face and then you leave them. You don't need to wash them off. Lots of cleansers have AHAs. If you just want a wash off formula, that can be less sensitizing because it's only on your skin, you know, for 30 seconds and then you get rid of it versus a serum that you leave on is going to be a little more heavy duty. But that's my favorite way to kind of clear pores, usually less sensitizing than like a physical scrub, which also would clear a pore. Um, And it's the, that's what AHAs are meant for. Um, AHA stands for alpha hydroxy acid in case anyone isn't aware of that. And they're meant to kind of go in and like clean out what's in the pore and that can make it look less visible. Okay. And then, so that'd be the best thing for skincare would be to start adding an AHA in, in some form uh, okay. a couple times a week. And then makeup, I love like a pore filling or pore smoothing primer. So usually it's yes, like kind I of was a, thicker, say a primer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a thicker, tackier primer. And that can kind of go in and fill those spaces that's making the pore look a little more visible. And so it looks smoother. You're foundation applies smoother. And my favorite one is from Tarte. It's the, I think it's called the Timeless Smoothing Primer. Mm -hmm. It's in a jar and it's like a thicker, almost putty texture. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely include this in in the notes, listeners, redhead (laughs) listening. And I I love the next question um, because I think that it kind of goes with the topic, of course, on skin, but also with pores and um, about um, having good, quote, good skin. So you made a post about how good skin does not equal flawless skin. And Adrian and I have talked about this, um, you know, just social media now being a thing and so many people using filters to make their skin look so smooth. And I think people then look at these maybe influencers or people on TikTok or Instagram and see, oh my God, they have flawless skin. And um, but else, but actually they're using filters. So what does it mean to have quote good skin, especially for redheads with sensitivity? Um, I, and I think that this is a very important topic with again, with everything being so filtered on on social media. Yeah, I think first off it's important to understand that how people look in pictures is often not how they look in real life. And, Mm -hmm. and that's okay. It's part of social media. It's part of our life, but everybody has fine lines. Everybody has an occasional breakout or lots of breakouts. Like people have dark spots. People have texture. It's that is skin. That's what skin looks Mm -hmm. like. And that's what it looks like in person. So I think comparing your 3d real skin that you see in the mirror to somebody's picture is is you're never going to win that that battle because it's not yeah. reality it's not fair mm-hmm. so for me good skin is cared for skin like good skin is one that you have a routine and you have products and you are making sure that it feels and looks good however that means to you because there's so many things that are out of our control in terms of flawless skin, like you can't always control acne, you can't always control redness or sensitivity or eczema or any of the other things that crop up dark spots. And so it's kind of in the routine and in the effort that makes you feel really good in your skin. And a a lot of this is just embracing that you can have, you know, acne or wrinkles or dark spots and still have good skin Mm -hmm. and still want to take steps to correct it. You know, whatever the little thing is, you, you get to decide what you look like and what you want to do, whether that's products or injectables or, you know, lasers or makeup or anything else, you get to decide what you look like. Um, but the presence of any of those things doesn't disqualify you from being beautiful and being confident and like looking and feeling good in your skin. Yeah, no, that's such a good tip, especially for anyone who's like had acne or has had like skin battles. I think it's like learning to like, number one, like stop comparing yourself to others. I think Stephanie and I were saying that's like the number one thing mm-hmm. that we hate about social media is just like, how can you not 
compare yourself, especially if you're a redhead. I actually saw a reel yesterday and someone was like, I'm a redhead. And like, the thing is, like, I compare myself to all other redheads. And I was like, oh, isn't that true? Like, if you see another redhead, because we're so rare, like scrolling, and she has something that you don't have, like, let's just say, absolutely, like, not a blemish ever, like, you know what I mean? Maybe tanner skin, like, whatever it may be. And then you start comparing yourself. And I think being just concerned about your own self and worrying about your own skin journey will actually like, I think, bring out your inner beauty as well. And I think skin is such a a very personal thing for a lot of people because they haven't always felt like they had good skin. But I think that your message is right that like, all of these filters and all of this is not real. The real skin is all of the imperfections is what makes you have like actually good skin and taking care of it. Yeah, that redhead comparison is so real. Mm-hmm. I, I never really compared myself to like brunettes or blondes growing up because I didn't look like them. I didn't relate mm. to that. So I didn't see myself in them or necessarily in magazines or the celebrities on the carpet. But you'll compare yourself to a redhead every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Every time. I know. Th- like if you have acne and you're seeing the person with clear skin, like that redhead may see that you have blue eyes and they have brown and they're going to be jealous of that. Like we're, we're right. all comparing each other, but that person is probably also looking at something of you that they wish they had. And so I think we can appreciate all of our uniqueness and all the different like shades of red, whether that's in skin or eyes or hair or texture mm-hmm. or whatever that element is and see the beauty of it and not take away from our own. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, so true. we always wa- we want what we don't have. Yeah, everyone always, does, I always. think. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. have curly hair if we have straight. We're gonna want long yep. if we have short. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're always gonna it's, want the other. Yep. And Adrian mentioned earlier embracing her fair skin, which we have to ask about sunscreen. It was just you know we always talk about that, um, and we know that you're an advocate for it. So. What brands do you use both for when you're out running marathons um, and for daily use? Which, by the way, is really cool that you... How many marathons have you run? Just yeah, out of curiosity. So I've done one, but I'm signed awesome. up for my second in October. So it's wow. going to be another, another marathon training summer. Uh, I love sunscreen. I, I got really into sunscreen early, pretty early, just because fear of uh, skin cancer risk. Mm. Like I am very, very fair and was just aware very early on, whether that was from my family or just reading magazines. I feel like that is talked a lot about, um, especially Mm -hmm. like women's beauty magazines. And then also finding out that it's great for anti-aging, like it prevents wrinkles, like huge fan of that too. So I love sunscreen, but I think the key to making it a daily habit and applying it every day is products that you love. Like don't use the smelly, like Mm. thick white that make you look like Casper formulas. There's there's (laughs) beautiful, like nice formulas that you'll actually want to apply. So I have a list of some of my favorites. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're ready. (laughs) So one of my go-tos, it's like an oldie but a goodie. I've used it for years. I love it for travel because it's an antioxidant serum in a sunscreen. So it's kind of like a one and done step, but it's the La Roche Posay Mm -hmm. and Thelios Face Serum SPF 50. So Mm -hmm. super good. You can get it. What a great brand, right? Ulta, Target. Or a great line. Yes. Yeah. And they just got the um, Guinness Book of World Records. I got it in an email for the most number of skin cancer checks in a single day. So they just did it yesterday in New York City and they had like a free skin cancer while we're on the topic, skin cancer um, check booth, which I thought was so cool that they did. Wow. Yeah, that is really cool. Love that one. It's a great brand. Their body sunscreens are also amazing. Like if you see one of their products, like grab it, you'll be be good. Yeah, Yeah. Um, we definitely agree. Yep. And then another favorite brand is Supergoop. Pretty much anything they make, I'm a big fan of. Um, I love mm-hmm. the Unseen if you I don't do like the texture mm-hmm. of sunscreen. Um, the glowy one is pretty if you're not a makeup person. You just look. It's like a filter in a bottle. Yes, that's what um, everyone – yep, yep. So that one's beautiful. And then uh, for body, there's one called Kapari Sunshield Body Glow. And it oh. comes in a gold and a rose gold, but it's a uh, like slightly tinted. It won't show up yellow, but it gives you like a glow. 
are they oil. coconut oil? Do, do they? So they're oil based. Yeah. 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 So okay. Oil, but you have like that really pretty like sheen, like that supermodel oh. runway sheen. And it's like a little bit of sh- shimmer, but not like particles of shimmer. Um, it's so pretty. That's like my favorite in the summer. Like put on a little dress, put on a strappy tank top and mm-hmm. some like shimmery. And you, yeah. Put it on your body. Yeah. So that one's for body. Oh, okay. We haven't um, tried that one. But then when I'm running, I usually use like one of the highest SPFs I can find, um, something that's waterproof or water resistant. And then I generally I do like a cream because that's the best application to get an even layer and make sure you hit everywhere. And then I cover it with a spray just in case I missed it. You know, like it's kind of hard to get sunscreen on your back when you're alone. Mm, So I just go over everything with a spray, hoping that the spray misses anything that the cream didn't cover. So that's kind of my go-to. I usually use like active formulas, like a copper tone or a banana boat, whatever, like the active sweat. Yeah. Yeah, they have a great line for for sports. And then when you're out running, just out of curiosity, are you always wearing a hat? And how do you stay sun protected other than sunscreen when you're running throughout the streets? Yeah, so I am a big hat person. So I usually do wear some sort of baseball hat or sunglasses, one of the two. Mm. Um, okay. And then one of the other things that I do that I think people don't necessarily think about is I never will have a part in my hair when I run. So I always make sure that oh. I brush it back so that I don't burn my scalp. Yeah, um, that's so painful. Oh, what a good tip. So they yeah. do make like scalp sprays that mm. you can do instead if you're like someone who runs with braids. Um, but I generally am like a ponytail. So I just make sure I don't have any part in my ponytail so that my scalp is covered. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good tip. tip. Yeah. Yeah. Cause nothing's worse than a scalp sunburn. Oh my, oh my gosh. You, you can't shampoo, you can't brush your hair. Uh, so painful and so uh-huh. easy to get. So yes, easy. Like I the easiest, every, I think. Yeah. And I think everyone maybe, you know, thinks about their worst sunburn or remembers their worst sunburn. I know Adrian and I, I like mine, (laughs) mine was when we were in Pismo beach in California. I can't remember exactly how old I was, Adrian. Maybe you were 14. I was 12. Yeah. Something got the worst sunburn of my life. It was cloudy that day. It was cloudy. And we were in the shade. And we were in that pool Mm -hmm. at the hotel. Remember? Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, Oh my God, I don't need sunscreen because it's cloudy out. And I was like blistering that night, but I also got a scalp sunburn that day. And I always think about it. But yeah, such a good tip about brushing your hair back. I really didn't think about that because yeah, it's it was so painful. And I, I think about, do you remember your worst sunburn? Yeah, I was in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. We were there for like a whole week. So I think this was day six and I was about 16. So at that point, you know, you want to be tan. Yeah. And yeah. I'm back from the the trip with like the the pretty glow at the time. Mm. What I thought was really pretty, like tan skin, and I was still of the mind that I could tan. I was not going to burn. I was going to tan. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, it was the worst sunburn I've ever had. I was blistered. I remember the oh plane God. ride back. I was having trouble sitting in my seat because I was yeah. in so much pain. Oh my um, gosh. And now I know yeah. that our skin yeah. doesn't really tan. Um, and also that a tan is still sun damage. So yeah, I'm going to not true. go down that, that road, but it's the mm-hmm. worst sunburn I've ever had and I will never forget it. Yeah. See, we remember. It's like, 100%. like never, it never wear the sunscreen in, and use yeah. the, you know, self tanner, the fake self tanner um, and save yourself the pain. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And now getting into a morning skincare routine, what does that look for you right now? Yeah, so I test beauty products for a living. I work in beauty. I write about beauty. So I am not somebody that's super loyal to products. I mean, I have products I love. I have products I go back Mm -hmm, to, but mm -hmm. often I try it. I like it, but then something new comes out and I want to try that too. So the key for me has been consistency with the steps and then the products within those steps can change. So Mm. my routine is pretty much the same every day. What those products are might be different depending on the season or what's new and exciting. So I've been really into New Face lately. It's a microcurrent device, which helps with it's almost like a hmm. workout for like the muscles and the 
your skin. So it helps with like firmness and tightness, but it's like a super quick, like couple minute routine microcurrent device. So that's been mm, something so I've been it's a really, device. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little oh. uh, tool, I guess. And it has a button that you start and you put this, it's called conductor gel on first. So you put on a gel and then you use the little tool to, um, it sends a microcurrent through the skin, oh, which over time mm. can like kind of tighten, tighten and it. firm. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So I don't do it every day, but I feel like a lot of mornings I start with that. It's like a nice way to wake up, yeah. um, a nice little ritual. And then always a vitamin C, mm-hmm. um, good yep. for like brightness and oh, dark yeah. spots, even even tone. Uh, my current favorite one is from Yonka, uh, Y-O-N-K-A is okay. the brand. And it's an oil-based vitamin C serum, which I didn't, this was new oh, to me, but oil yeah. and a vitamin C helps to stabilize the formula. It's a very oh. kind of volatile uh, cool. okay, very cool. vitamin, so that helps keep it stable. It won't go bad in your cabinet. Uh, so I really like that. And then I always do some sort of hydration step. So moving into summer, I have oily skin. I'll do a serum, usually a hyaluronic acid serum. But in the winter, when I'm a little more dry, that might be just a moisturizer. Okay. And then always top with SPF. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. yeah we so- do a lot of those same steps. We love our skincare routine. It's like, I, I think it. it's it's morning and night. It's just something I really look forward to. It jumpstarts my day. Same. puts me to bed at night. I just, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah same. same. I really look forward to it. I don't know how some people, I have some friends that don't have a routine, you know, they just, I don't know. I don't even know what they do, but I have a couple of my girlfriends and I'm trying to tell them you have to have a skincare routine and it could be very little. And I know mine is super quick. Um, and it has to be with my schedule, but at night I tend to spend more time on it. But yeah, I'm telling my girlfriends, you need to invest kind of what you just said, like just have your steps and then you can incorporate products. Um, depending on what you find at your local drugstore or online or something that's on sale or if someone gives you something, you know, but just have that, those steps. So then you can just plug in your products and, you know, customize it for you, but it's so important. It can be super simple. Like I feel like a Mm -hmm. lot of times what we see are these, you know, 12 steps routines. And if that's what makes you happy, go for it. Like truly, if, if you are seeing the benefits and it's not hurting you, like, Mm-hmm. all power to you, but that doesn't, a routine doesn't have to be 10 steps. It could be two steps. It could no. be one step. If you want to just do SPF, like you're doing great. Yeah. Every dermatologist mm-hmm. will be so happy for you. Like do one step in the morning, start there. And once you add one, maybe you add two, maybe mm-hmm. you do the vitamin C first and then a SPF. Like it can build over time, but it can be just that easy. I think too. Yeah. And like, I don't know how you feel about this, Shannon, but, um, a lot of people like back to the instant gratification of social media, like they not only are they comparing, but they want things really fast. And so I think a lot of people don't have a skincare routine because they don't know that like it takes a little while to see results. I mean, they're yeah. like a listener is not going to listen to your skincare routine. Go do it tonight and see miraculous results the next morning. It does take time, but then you do see results you know, after a period of time. Um, and yeah. it does, it just, it just takes time. But I think once you do see the results kind of like working out, I, that's how I think about skincare. It's like working out for your skin. You're not going to see it overnight, but then once you do, you're like, Oh, I'm so glad I spent the time. Yeah. It's, they usually say like six to eight weeks when yeah. you're starting a skincare routine. And if you're starting like a retinol or, or something with like a heavy active, it could be up to three months to mm-hmm. see the benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you said, it's like, you don't do one plank and then immediately have (laughs) like the world's strongest core. Like you have to do a plank every day and then it'll take probably longer than six Mm -hmm. weeks. So you're going to see the benefits faster than, you know, working out probably. Yeah, no, I I think so too. So when it comes to, um, another topic about society, so it seems like now in 2023, red hair is trending, which, you know, you guys can see my fingers, but, you know, trending. Um, in parentheses. Yeah. yeah. And I think every year I we hear this, Stephanie, right? Like for the last 10 years, I want to say like, oh, red hair is trending, especially in the fall. But like now they're saying in like the spring and summer, it's so trendy. So how do you feel about it? 
Yeah. So I'm of two minds with it. Part of me, it loves it. Part of me is so happy because I firmly believe anyone that has red hair is a redhead, whether you were born with it, whether you mm-hmm. dyed it or it's a wig mm-hmm. and you're just trying it out for a night. Like when you put on the red hair, you're a redhead. Yeah. So, I, and I think everyone should try it. Why not? It's fun. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's hard when something that you have lived with your whole life becomes a trend. Like if pink hair became a trend, no one is born with pink hair. So there's, there's not an additional layer there. Like it's Mm -hmm. pink, it's fun. You have pink hair too. Great. But when red hair becomes a trend, there's this conversation that happens of, but I had it my whole life and I had all the other parts that came with it that were negative. You know, I had the, nearly non-existent brows. I have freckles. I have the very pale skin, which has not always been the most accepted. I have all the redhead jokes and all the, you know, kind of feeling like the forgotten stepchild of the hair world. And when you diet, when you become a trend, you don't have to have really like a reckoning with any of that. You still have, you know, your dark brows with your red hair, or you still have your tan skin with your red hair. Um, And so sometimes I think that's hard to feel like somebody else gets to put on the costume. And then when they take it off, they're not the pumpkin, they're still the princess. Um, Yeah, yeah. And like, we now love red hair, and we find it so beautiful. But I think it's sometimes hard to hear people talk about you as if you're a trend when you're like, I've lived with this for for years. And I wasn't always the trend. And I wasn't always the one that people thought was beautiful. And I also think it's very interesting, all the emails that I've gotten and pitches that I've gotten about this being a trend, highlighted celebrities that are not natural redheads. Mm -hmm. It's always the redheads that like put on a wig for a red carpet. And you're like, but why didn't you show me that red is a trend with somebody who has red hair. Like, let's talk about red hair being beautiful. And that's not usually the conversation that people want to have. Um, And so I love it. I think everyone should be a redhead or should try it out. It's so much fun. I want everyone to be a part of it and accepting as beautiful. But the idea of a trend means that sometimes you're in and sometimes you're out. And so if we're talking about trending red hair, what happens when we're not the trend? What happens when we're out? Um, but we still have to live with it. We yeah. still have it. We still, you know, have all mm. the concerns that come with it or feeling like not accepted in beauty or being beautiful. And I, I think that has to come with anything that becomes a trend that other people live with. Um, yeah. Whether that's, you know, a body type or a hair color or a skin color, like I think it can be very problematic because you get to to wear it like a costume and not everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. And I am hoping too that after all of these years of like red hair trending, I am hoping that it's just finally like normalized, you know, that like people stop making such I don't know. Not that I don't care when strangers come up to me all the time, but I'm just hoping that maybe it'll make people like a little bit more relaxed in public. Um, But I was also thinking too, when you were talking about, have you read the popular book? um, It ends with us. Yeah. Have you read it? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you know how Blake Lively is playing Lily. And I was really shocked actually, because, you know, I like Blake Lively and everything, but Lily's a natural redhead in the book. And I really was hoping that they would pick someone who was a natural redhead. Mm. And now like, of course, they're like, well, Blake Ladley's a redhead again. And like, she is trending because it's like the new hair of the year. And I'm just like, oh, gosh, I wish they would have picked Lily to be someone natural. That was just what I was thinking, too, because we would have felt even like more included. But now it's like someone else who isn't a natural redhead playing the part. I don't know. What do you have to think about that? It's like that little moment of disappointment where... You love Blake Lively. I think she's a great actress. I'm sure she'll do the part justice. Same. But you're like, wait, this could have been our moment. Like this could have been a moment to really talk about red hair and natural redheads and like have that be the story. And instead, it's going to be another story about either hair dye or a wig. Yeah. And all of those are fine. All of those still make you a redhead. 
but it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. My only hope is like, can we finally get good hair products for redheads now? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can we finally yeah. get more than like two brands that make glosses or good box dyes? Everyone I know who dyes their hair from a box who's a redhead is like, oh yeah, I buy three different formulas and I mix it because nobody has the color I want. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I hope that if you're going to make us a trend, then you have to make products for people to actually achieve that trend. So mm-hmm. that that's so my true. big hope for this being a conversation is that that means we also get the products and the cool things that go with it. So true. Yeah, that's like – and it's something where anytime that we feature – I find this interesting, Adrian um, and Shannon, but I'll share it with you that when, whenever we share a celebrity who's gone red, who's dyed it, and we share it on social or something. And in the past, we've said, oh, this person has gone, become a redhead. We get so many comments. They're not a redhead. They just dyed their hair red. And that's so interesting because we've talked, we, right, Adrian, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. we shared that on every, social. They have, they and have, there's a battle between the natural and the by choice every single time in the yeah, comment section. But it's saying you're not a redhead. You just dyed your hair red. And that's kind of made me think about what you said about yeah. how red hair is trending. Yeah. I, I get the like reaction. I get the kind of knee jerk mm-hmm. reaction to be like, but you're not a redhead. It's but, almost a protection. Yeah. yeah. And to kind mm-hmm. of be like, again, you get to like take it off when you're done with it and yeah. then not be a redhead. But I kind of feel like anyone who goes to the effort to dye their hair or to decide to dye it specifically red, like you have redhead energy. Yeah. Everyone yeah. I've ever totally. met who dyes 100%. their hair red like, yes. has redhead energy. Mm. And that is such a thing. And anyone who's a redhead knows what I'm talking about. So I kind of feel like no matter how you get there, you got there. Because there's still a very yeah. small portion of the population that even when they dye their hair is going to ever try red. And so I, I think we gotta we embrace them as part of part of the community, part of the 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 vibe. Um, they've they've got the energy. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yep. And going into makeup really briefly, yeah, have you tried our line? Finally, have brows. Finally, have lashes. I we just have. wanted to ask. Yeah, I have. Okay, so uh, my biggest beauty redhead faux pas is I neglected my brows for years because I, growing up in like the 90s and early 2000s, there were not brow products for redhead. Right no. <laughs> they would have like one blonde and one brunette color option in any line. And that those were your choices. And I was like, well, I'm not blonde. I'm definitely not brunette. And I definitely do not have brunette brows. So I just did did nothing with my brows until... Mm. I think my early 2000s, I finally discovered a taupe brow pencil. And my my brows are blonde, but like with a little bit of color in them. They're not fully red. And so like taupe was actually a fairly natural shade match. And then from there, like I've now filled in my brows either with a pencil or I really love brow gels. But I have tried the line. I love the, I think it's the natural redhead shade right? I think there's one called natural red. Um, the pencil, the pencil. Oh yeah. The ultra fine. pencil. Yes. Yes. I love that really fine pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you can't see me, but I am wearing it today. Yeah. Yeah. Your brows look great. Thank you. I think it's great when I really want to like play up the red because my brows are not naturally red. So it's like when I really want that, like the red hair and show it Mm -hmm. off, I'll go with a red pencil. And I also like the, the gel too. But I love the pencil because okay. I always, you know, sketch it in and then I brush up my brows to make it look a little more natural. And the pencil doesn't transfer to my skin. I feel like some pencils are so creamy yeah. that then you have like the top lines yeah. all over your brow and then you have to go back in with like foundation. With a Q-tip or, or something. Yeah. yeah. And so it's yeah. Like when you brush it, it, it will disperse, but it doesn't disperse yeah. onto the skin. So I'm a yeah, huge fan I love of that. that. I do think they're great shades for redheads. I do more brow lines have expanded, but some definitely still struggle in the red, red, red brow. Yeah, they do. They're, they're always they, too red. They're always like too, I'm way like, too who are, dark. Who are they testing this on? I'm always wondering. I'm like, this is crazy. They're, it's fire engine it's red sometimes. Oh, so red. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, even if you have, you know, slightly darker skin, like you're not quite as fair, that's a harsh line yeah. between red hair and skin and brows. So I, I definitely think that's an area that people need more of. So I'm glad you guys covered it. 
Yeah. And it's a journey. Just like I think embracing your red hair, embracing your brows. And if you have like fair lashes, but brows, yeah, it's something where you may look back at photos like Adrian and I do when we were younger and think, oh my God, what were we doing? We were threading our eyebrows way way too thin. And then not pens. We didn't use, I didn't start using brow products until when we moved to New York City in 2011. So I was 21, 22, just graduated college. That's when I just started using brow products. So you look back at photos from college, for example, and I'm like, what was I thinking? I didn't even do a spoolie brush. So they were just like, like, looked sad. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. So it's a journey. Yeah. It was the phase of life too, where like every foundation turned orange because the only way people could figure out how to make super pale, fair foundations was, I guess, make them orange. So my photos are like orange face, no brows. I'm like a little Oompa Loompa. Um, (laughs) I went through that too. (laughs) We have grown, we have expanded, um, but it, it was a rough, it was a rough high school. <laughs> yeah. And I have to ask, cause we can see you, obviously our listeners can't, is yeah. what, um, lip color are you wearing? Cause yeah. everyone listening, it's, it's red, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Like so a it's like a deep red. Yeah. It's red. And then I did a brown lip liner under it. So it's oh. like slightly less, uh, I guess fire engine red. It's like a little yeah. more of a red, but the brand is Sunny's face. Mm. Uh, I have it right here. One second. What the color is. Oh. Rosas, so it's R O S. Beautiful. They're fluff matte, but they last forever. Their nudes are also beautiful. I feel like sometimes nudes and redheads are hard. Yeah, they are. Um, mm. But they have good like brown nudes. If you like going that way, they have pink nudes, but they they have enough depth to them. Does it that it doesn't look like you just put concealer over yeah. your lips? Um, but still look like very natural. I love the mattes because they last all day, but, um, you can always top them with a gloss if you're like a shiny lip person. Mm, Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Beautiful. And to wrap up this awesome interview with you, I feel like we could talk forever about beauty is (laughs) you have a bachelor. I know (laughs) you have a bachelor's degree in creative apparel design. So as a redhead, what colors do you like to wear? Cause I love your sweater right now. Like I love love that color. Every, everyone kind of yeah yep I was just gonna say because obviously we can see you but it's a it's almost like a yeah it is a goldish sweater yeah, it's, it's beautiful mustardy but mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. think redheads like no matter what tone of red or what your skin tone is look really good in like rich super pigmented colors yeah so blues purples emeralds I think that compliments red hair really nicely and really highlights red hair really nicely. I always get compliments when I wear purple. So I think I'm kind of in my purple era right now. Um, Everything I want to buy for spring is like that kind of lavendery purple color. Yes. I'm really Um, into lilac lately. That's why I'm I'm wearing, it kind of looks white in this, but it's a lilac tank top, but yeah. Yeah. I love love purple and redheads, but Mm -hmm. I, I think something that's really fun is redheads are put in a lot of we're given a lot of rules, you know, like don't ever dye your hair. And if you have curly hair, don't ever straighten it and don't tan and don't self tan and never change your skin tone Mm -hmm. and like all these rules. And so for me, fashion has been really fun to realize that there are guidelines that show off hair and make it look beautiful, but we're also allowed to break them. So I'm super into hot pink right now. I feel like I was always cold growing up. Like, redhead should never wear pink don't ever put a pink on you look crazy and I'm like no pink looks great like pink is fun and like color blocking is so big I've seen so many like tops or dresses that are like the half orange half pink and I'm like well if my hair is the orange then I can wear pink like they're doing it in fashion we can too so Mm -hmm. I, I think there are colors that look beautiful blue, purple, greens, like those super saturated ones. But if you want to wear a yellow top, like wear the yellow top. Um, Yeah, of course. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to make you feel good. Um, It's not meant to be that, that serious and that rigid. So yeah, no, I agree. And 
and Shannon, thank you so much just for like all of your, I feel like, you know, Stephanie and I could talk about being redheads till we're blue in the face, but it really same. like, <laughs> and even though we all kind of have the same story, it's so nice to hear your journey and like just from skin to hair yeah. to like what you wear, because uh, I think it's really important, you know, like redheads, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves and we shouldn't be comparing ourselves to others. So anyone who's listening, this is Shannon's journey. And so, you know, don't compare everything <laughs> to her and like don't compare everything to Stephanie and I but you know take bits of everything and use it for yourself and just work on you know being your best self but um yeah just thank you for being on today and just to give us I feel like you gave me a little boost you know about just not being so hard on myself about my skin or like comparing yourself it's just you have to just you know love yourself and I know it sounds corny but at the end of the day it's like all you have is yourself Yeah, no, this was so much fun. I love beauty. I love talking about beauty. But sometimes people get the impression or or the idea that it's about fixing yourself that there's something wrong with you. And I don't think it has to be that like, it can be that you love yourself so much that you want to take care of your skin or like, you love your redhead features. So you're using makeup to play them up and enhance them and make them more known. Um, and that is meant to be fun. At the end of the day, it's meant to be fun. It's really not that serious. Um, and you can do what makes you happy. Yeah, beauty is supposed to be fun. I love your perspective on that. And it's it's so true. It's so true. So thank you so much. And it's been awesome to chat with you. Like I said, I think Adrian and I could talk to you forever <laughs> about beauty. And, um, but thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. Redheads, have you heard? We added our first hair care product to the How to Be a Redhead beauty line. It's called Finely Glossy, and it's a shine and luminosity shampoo for redheads. Like all of our products, it's clean, vegan, cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free. Give luminosity and radiance to your red hair without color depositing. Redheads, we can now rejoice. Finally, there are products for us. Shop Finely Glossy and our line of brow and mascara products. Finally have brows and finally have lashes at shop.howtobearedhead.com. I love talking to her. I knew that we would. I knew that we would love it. And I already went online to buy that face razor that she recommended because I'm always on the hunt for a new face razor. I feel like the ones I buy randomly online in this like I buy them in bulk. I think they're like 15 or 20 of them. They get dull so quickly. So So it's like one time per razor. Yeah, and the brand that she recommended, never heard of them before. So again, we'll put this everything in the podcast notes. But yeah, I just think her wealth of knowledge was awesome. And like we said earlier in this episode, we knew that she would know like the latest and greatest in the trends and everything like that, just because she's in it. She's in New York City, where most beauty brands are in the US. And it's just really fun to talk with her, especially her being a redhead and her love for color. You know, I went on her Instagram. Um, I know that I said this in the beginning, but I didn't mention this, but I love her love for color. You know, she wears pastels and emeralds and florals. And I think that's awesome. So we'll include her Instagram handle also in the podcast notes. And I love talking to her too, like just her, you know, when we asked her kind of like a a redhead lifestyle question about Mm -hmm. red hair trending, I really liked her response about it. You know, like I think it is... It is crazy that like red hair is so trendy and like it just wasn't for so long. And I know like we're all like the three of us are all like in that same like millennial generation, but it's really like a new thing for us like in the last like decade that that red hair has become so trendy and I loved her take on it. Um, Yeah, I think that she she's really cool. She's really cool. It's like really awesome to to talk to a fellow redhead about all of these like unique beauty tips. So head to her Instagram if you want to see more of Shannon. And um, yeah, we'll make sure to put it in the podcast notes. But guess what, redheads? It's time for question and answers. And daily, we get an array of questions from social media, comments, emails, direct messages. We thought it would be so fun to bring it to the How to Be a Redhead podcast. And today, we are answering three questions. So if you want to send in your questions, you can email h2barpodcast at gmail. DM us on Instagram or TikTok, and sometimes even on stories. We're like, hey, send, mm-hmm. us, send us your questions. So you can comment there too. So 
first question, Steph, is from Jenna um, on YouTube Shorts. And I always get accused of changing my red hair, but in actuality, it's the sun. It changes with the seasons, really. Anyone else deal with this? Yes, Jenna, I'm with you. Yeah, Steph, you really deal with this. Your hair does naturally change from season to season. Yeah. The only thing is my hair does. Oh, I guess it sometimes does get lighter if it's in the sun, but I wear hats. So my advice is if you're dealing with your hair getting maybe lighter in the sun is to wear a really fun, you know, maybe a hair scarf or a hat Mm -hmm. and that way it can protect it. Also, I experience dullness in the fall, in the winter. It kind of just gets brassy and dull. And then come spring, I need to either up my color depositing shampoo or hair gloss at home, or I haven't done this since uh, before COVID is going into a salon and actually getting like a hair gloss. So kind of just see what works for you, Jenna. But yeah, I feel like this is a really common thing that redheads experience. Not all redheads, like Adrian, you don't experience it, but no, let me tell a you, large oh, majority. No, it, this is crazy. I haven't told you this stuff. So I was in New York last week, which by the way, um, if you guys have been seeing all of our street videos, you know, yeah. we've been having so much fun interviewing people. Mm-hmm. We've been in New York, we've been in LA, um, Greenville, South Carolina. We're going to be doing more. So yeah, um, stay tuned to our Instagram every Thursday for that. But what's crazy is I was visiting with friends stuff. I was talking with Andrew and Ken and they both individually told me that my red hair has changed a lot. Really? Wait, how so? What'd they say? They said that they feel like my hair... A- Andrew said it's darker. And then and then Ken was like, no, I feel like it's lighter. But they're like, yeah, like your your hair color has changed. And I was like, what? And like I don't... it's not as vibrant? Yeah, like like kind of. Like it's almost like dull. Like they, they didn't say dull, but they're like, yeah, your hair's changed so much. And I was like, really? And I don't know... Do you think it's because Andrew's sister... Is, Adrian, is a listening, yeah, yeah, this is Adrian's friend, best friend from high schools. His younger sister has really, really bright hair. Do you feel like that's why he was saying it? I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, oh my God, has my hair changed? And then I did look at pictures from like when we did our book stuff in 2015, 2016. Oh, and I yeah. do think- I it, mean, my whole face looks different in that photo shoot. I look at <laughs> pictures. I'm like, first off, that was before Botox, I will say. <laughs> Right. And then <laughs> and chemical and then, peels and chemical peels. I definitely after having Isla, I've lost collagen around my eyes. My face looks so youthful in that book. Like I have the book right <laughs> near me in my office and I'm like, holy crap. Like, is that really my face? Because and my hair. Yeah. But you look at your hair. Your hair was really vibrant during that time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I do think it's gotten different. But honestly, we were like in a dark space. So I'm like, maybe like that was it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I also think it's like my hair color can change. Like we had a lot of product in our hair in those in those shoots. You know what I mean? Like it, my hair yeah. color can change. But yeah, I I think as I'm getting older, it is getting different. So I just recently this week started. Well, I've been doing finely glossy, obviously. That's like mm-hmm. really been helping with just like the health and shine of my hair. And then I just, we've been, we've been formulating redheads. We've been formulating a color depositing shampoo for like over a year and a half. So I've been trying stuff. Some of the ones that we've, yeah. And I do feel like I've had like little whites coming in and they're all gone because of the color depositing. So we'll talk about that later. But I, I do feel like I'm for the first time in my life, I'm 36. I'm having to like make it a little bit more vibrant, which I don't like. I don't like that, but I guess that's just life. (laughs) I know. Like, I really would love like a Jessica Chastain red, but I know that that's not my hair. And also, I'm sure she gets. She I'm definitely sure does. She, she has to get some enhancement. Yeah. Unless that's her natural hair color. I think it, it's her natural. She probably just does a gloss and color depositing shampoo, mm-hmm. if I can guess. So, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a thing. It's a thing that's happening right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Age, right? Well, Aging gracefully. Um, yes. Okay. So next up, Kelly on TikTok said, asked, did you often get stopped as a kid in stores by older women to compliment you on your red hair? Tell us stories. I'm sure. It, my mom probably said, and I'm the mother, you know, she yeah. always says that. Yeah. She, yeah. Has, she has blonde hair. But yeah, I think people stop, depending also where you live. I think people either want to touch it 
we hear that a lot from some of our UK followers that they're always getting stopped. Or maybe if you're in an area where there's not a lot of redheads and then they see you like, remember that we had a writer one time from Asia, was she studying abroad? She said everyone always wanted to touch her hair. Yeah, I've heard that when you go to Asia that they want to take a picture with you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm That's sure hilarious. there's so many, so many different stories about that, but we should ask that on social. Yeah, no, we should. The only story I have to say, Steph, you're going to laugh, is I remember we were having, remember we did that girls trip to LA, like when we were kids with mom? Yeah. And I remember we were going down Rodeo Drive and we were walking and someone stopped me for like my hair, like when I was like, I was like, what a teenager. And they were like, oh my God, your hair's so pretty. And I was like, thanks. And Steph, you hadn't started dyeing your hair yet. Your hair was like natural. And but then I remember someone stopped you for your accent. Do you remember that? They were no. like, "Are you from Boston?" Like they couldn't, <laughs> but they couldn't believe it because you and I were talking, and they like couldn't believe how thick your accent was. Which I bet it was thicker back then. Oh my god, yeah, probably. <laughs> but that people was probably listen and probably think I have an accent. <laughs> probably, I don't yeah. even hear it. Yeah. And then the third question is from or- Orla. Um. Yeah, I want to say Orler, see, yeah. on Instagram. She DM'd us asking, was to saying, I'm a teenager and keep getting white hairs every so often. Asking, is this mm, normal? Yeah, so, I, I had white hair in high school stuff, like little pieces, like one or two. Did, you didn't. No. And I just got my hair cut recently and I asked her, I said, please be honest with me. Have you seen, are you seeing any white? She said, no. I know. I know. I think you're going to be like, we, our grandma, our mom's side, Grammy, she knows she didn't have any white hair at the end of her life. Really? Yeah, mom mom said she never once dyed her hair. She was strawberry blonde till the end. Wow. Yeah, so maybe you got that, but I know Nana went went white in um our dad's side. It went in her late 20s. Both of our grandmas were redheads. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I think it's I don't know. We'll have to see. But yeah, I think it's totally normal. Totally totally normal. Yeah. Yeah, and it only gets worse as you get older. <laughs> you got to embrace it. <laughs> you got to embrace it. Um <laughs> Well, yeah, we hope that you guys really enjoyed this beauty episode. We love doing these. Um, they're so, yeah, so they're much fun. fun. So, yeah. So uh, so if you want to help us spread the news about the How to Be a Redhead brand in this podcast, give us a five-star review. Tell your friends and everyone else to subscribe. You can listen to the podcast directly on howtobearedhead.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget to look at the podcast notes to find links with products mentioned and so much more. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead. Rock it like a redhead.